Bearded nerd with me. What's up, Zach? What's going on, everybody? Once again, we have recorded the show in reverse order, and it's funny because I do the intro, and I don't ever think about it first. I just kind of shoot from the hip, and I literally did the exact same intro twice in the first show, or in, in, in the first half and second half of the show. So people are going to love hearing that. But now it's just you and me, the Bash Brothers, the Brothers of Destruction. So. The bearded beasties. I don't know. That one. Two beers, one cool. bat. Two beers. Oh, oh, it might be tomorrow night. I don't know. We'll see. So no. it's you and me. Kali's out. You know, we are definitely keeping her in our prayers and, uh, you know, keeping Jim in our prayers. We want to give an update. I know I say something later on in the show, uh, but yeah, Jim's doing better. So better is good. Uh, you know, we'll be wishing him a 100% speedy recovery. Uh, Joe is out in Boston. It's so funny. Whenever I say that in my head, I'm thinking of that. Uh, uh, show me what you got from Limp Biscuit. So I got lost in Boston looking for the tea party. Oh my god! I almost made that joke earlier with the uh, with the the interview. I didn't know if they would get it. I didn't know if they would think it was funny, and it <laughs> it kind of started off um, as most interviews do. You know, it seems like everyone's trying to figure it out. You know, it's like um. But either way, we had a, we're going to end the show with an interview, some more game devs, as we promised, Type 3 Studios. We had a great conversation, and uh, we had an even better conversation off mic after the fact. I really wish we would have been recording that one. That would have been uh, some good stuff to put out there. Nice Resident Evil talk. But this is the Loot Bros Podcast. We talk about games. We make fart jokes. Uh, we, talk, we tell poop stories. I mean, it's, it's definitely kind of a thing we've been doing lately. Um, definitely keeping you on the up and up what's happening with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh my God. They finally finished. Uh, they had their closing arguments yesterday and <laughs> man, I tell you if, if Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille Vasquez was not like the most baddest woman in the planet in her arguments, she is just like stone cold and is freaking amazing. I didn't watch it. So I will. You'll have to let me know what's going on. Um, they're finally done with the closing arguments. They, every everybody's presented all their, um, all their witnesses and and all that. So now it's just uh waiting on a jury's decision. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, you know what? That kind of threw me for a loop. It's funny because I've been watching. My wife's been watching it. And it's weird because my wife had no interest in it at first. And here we are on the show every week, <laughs> given, given the, the, what if the turd wasn't from her, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden my wife's watching it. And then, uh, our graphics department at work, um, our, 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 our uh, creative director, she's been watching it. And so when anytime I have to go into her office and, and work on something or get, you know, information on, colors for a job or something it's like it's going on on one of the screens in there i'm like i can't escape you johnny 
<laughs> I can't get away from you. Um, but definitely, definitely, that's the thing. It happened. Someone pooped in the bed. That's really all you need to know. Outside of that, we are the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, you guys, please check out our socials. Zach has been doing a great job keeping things going in the Discord, keeping things going on the Instagram. Check out the Facebook group, Loot Bros Podcast. You can join it. It is a technically a private group, just so we don't get any of the little spam bots in there. But all you got to do is, you know, is uh, ask and we'll let you in. We don't hold back. And then the Discord there, if you go to our link tree, which we posted in the show notes, you can join our Discord. There's an unlimited invite in there. Discord is slowly but surely growing. We're getting some great conversations going on in there. It's been nice to see that nice and steady. Uh, if you can go to the YouTube, give us a, a subscribe on the YouTube, help the YouTube grow. That one's been a little back and forth lately. It's like, we'll gain a few, we'll lose a few. We'll gain a few, we'll lose a few. Few. Foo. I don't know what a few is. Foo Fighters. We don't have any of those either. Egg Foo uh, Young. Egg Foo Young. Hey, you know what? That's some sleeping dog talk right there. So you want to toast, Zach? I do. Uh, I'm going to toast this week to uh, I finally got a battery for my PSP and a couple of games. So I am working my way through those and we will talk about those shortly. Um, I also want to toast to uh, Kalai and Jim. Apparently Jim's surgery went well. So I want to toast to that and just toast to the two of us having a great night tonight. That's right. Two beards, one toast, if you will. There. Here we go. So tonight I am drinking a lime bellevue from Aldi. And if you take some lemonade meos and you mix that up in the bellevue or bellevue, it is it tastes like Mountain Dew. It is amazing and it's super clean, so I can have it on my diet. It's awesome. I am drinking a um, Mountain Dew energy drink, uh, their Orange Breeze, and it is okay. uh, very low. It has no added sugar. It just has natural sugar from the fruit juice. And yeah, it's really, really fantastic. Uh, it does make me burp a lot. The carbonation is heavy. In this one. Nice, nice. Uh, so, um, Zach, normally we start what you've been playing, and I have everybody go, and I go last. Tonight, I'm going to start us off. How's that sound? I like that idea. All right. So, A, I have a lot of cool things to talk about that I'm that I want to talk about, and B, you've been playing PSP and I uh, want you to close us with some PSP talk cuz I love it. So, as for me, I have been playing some Sleeping Dogs. I beat it. Pledged is pledged. Um Sleeping Dogs is an absolutely amazing game. So, thank you Enzy for pledging me to play Sleeping Dogs, a game that has been on my backlog for years, years and years and years. I adore this game. I cannot wait for us to do the Super Loot Bros episode where we do our little deep dive on it, which, you know, I guess our review conversation. It's so good. Such a good game. Uh, I'm so glad that I didn't play it without audio. You know, like, granted, there's a lot of it you can play without audio, but like, I, I that's one of those games I could have played during the show and just not really knowing what was going on, but I right. loved the story, you know, and I, I, I love the gameplay. So it's, it's, it's such a fun game. All right. I got not one, but two platinum trophies since the last time we recorded. I got the platinum trophy in SpongeBob hero pants on the 
lovely PS Vita. And then I got the Platinum Trophy in the Complex, one of those Wales Interactive games. So, or as very, Tricky would say, or I'm sorry, he who shall not be named would say, he who is, shall not be named is a, is, is a rat game. Yeah, right, Tricky, get out of rat spam. Get, get out of here. Get out That's of fun. here. It was funny. I listened to Trophy Horse with you on it, and he was like, he's been playing rat spam, and I was, he started listing games. And I was like, well, clearly you don't know what these games are. He said Stubbs the Zombie was a rat spam. I'm like, dude, not only is that an OG Xbox game, but it's hard as balls to get the platinum. You mean the hundred percent, or is it, oh, is it, is it actually on PlayStation? Is that what? You yeah, it's on? On, the remastered version came to PlayStation. Oh, okay, cool. So it's awesome. It's a fun game. I, I, actually, that's I've been playing that one since the last time we were on the show. Uh, it's a fun game, uh, but like the platinum requires a speed run, a two hour speed run, and the game two or three times during my first playthrough like glitched and and broke. And you have to do the speed run in one sitting. You can't check, go to the main menu and come back in. Uh, and one of the trophies requires you to beat it on the hardest difficulty, which isn't impossible. But again, it's I was Not playing fun. on like normal. It was there were some parts that were very frustrating. So, and then one of the trophies is to get a hundred percent on the dance number, where you dance off against the. Uh, the commander of the army or whatever. And the first three waves of the dance off easy. The last one, I, it was just breaking my brain on memorizing the patterns. And I was like, you know what? Not going for the platinum. I got 27 out of 35 trophies. That's plenty for me. So, um, but I, so like I said, I beat, uh, I got two platinums. I played and beat dead to rights retribution. Now, granted, that's the game I've been chipping. I, I had already beat the game before, uh, and I was chipping away at it, but I didn't know, like, so I, I played on PS Now for a while, and I played offline on my PS3 for a while, and I wasn't sure if my save file on PS Now was the same as my PS3 file. I wasn't sure because last time I played, I wasn't sure if I up, if I uploaded it. So I ended up beating the last couple levels again, and then I went through chapter select and started like I have you have to get a gold medal on all the chapters, which I've gotten half of them. I've got gold medals on, and then you have to there's like trophies I was working on for like uh, collectible badges, stealth kills with the dog. Um, I got a couple trophies. I picked up two or three of them. Nothing crazy. Uh, Dead to Rights Retribution is a game that I will platinum. Um, I just, you know, just kind of chipping away at it. Uh, and I played some Lego Harry Potter on the Vita. How are you liking that? It's pretty good. I, I just kind of had like a, like an itch for some Lego games. And I was like, man, I don't, I didn't know what I wanted to play. I thought maybe some Jurassic Park, but we're getting ready to go to Universal in a couple of days. So I was like, you know what? I'll play some Harry Potter, some Harry Potter. And I, I don't know. I didn't want like a, I, sometimes the Lego games can be a little complicated for no reason. Yeah. It's like, they're like super easy, super easy. And then it's like, here's this thing that is like breaking my brain to make the next event trigger. And it was kind of frustrating, but for the most part, this game's pretty straightforward. I beat so the way that the Lego Harry Potter games are broken down, 
there's um, years one through four, and then there's years five through seven, which for those of you who are not uh, familiar with Harry Potter, each year is essentially a movie. So Order of the Phoenix, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, Deathly Hollows one and two, blah, blah, blah. So I am playing years one through four on the PS4 remaster with my youngest son. I'm playing five through seven on my Vita at work on my breaks when I'm not, you know, reading and doing loans and stuff like that, which is not very often, but this week got some trophies, did a little bit. And so, um, I'm going to be taking my Vita with me to, we're going to Georgia, spending a couple of days in Georgia. Then we're going to Florida, spend a couple of days in Florida. Then we're coming back. So I'm going to be taking my Vita on my travels and, uh, I'll be chipping away at that game for sure. Um, next up on the list, uh, my wife and I, wow, it's Brandy, started another sha- um, Wales Interactive game. This one is called The Shape-Shifting Detective. This one's pretty cool, Zach. Like, I know you don't currently have a PlayStation 4 or 5, um, and I'm hoping that, you know, one day you are able in a comfortable position to rectify that. Uh, like because- I said, send me one. There you go, problem solved. I know you have a bunch of mine around the house. I do, I do. And if they weren't all being used, I still wouldn't do it. But I appreciate you asking. Because I like saying no. Um, <laughs> games like this is what sets the PlayStation apart from everything else. And it's like, it's just the, it's, it's unique. You know, it's like, you're not going to get this everywhere. Um, I'm pretty positive. I'm not 100% sure these Wales Interactive games are not on Xbox. They could be. Uh, I don't but think so. I think it's PC and PS uh, PlayStation. Well, if you can get them on PC, that's just as good. I mean, you play PC. Okay. But I dude, these games sure. are just so... It's, it's, and I say these games, these, these are the things that attracted me to PlayStation to begin with, right? I was an Xbox guy. I've always been a, a PlayStation OG. I, I mean, I've, I've owned every PlayStation console, handheld, everything. Like, I am a PlayStation guy through and through. But that doesn't stop me from playing other places. And for a large tent, I really liked Xbox. Uh, but PlayStation always brought me back because it's always provided unique experiences that the other platforms don't. And these Wales Interactive games are an, a kind of like an example. Oh, good God. I've been fighting that yawn for a while. When that dude was yawning on the interview earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was oh, trying so hard not to. And like I've been sitting here talking, and it's like I, this whole time I hadn't done it, hadn't done it, hadn't done it. I finally I was like, you know what, F it. I gotta just, I gotta just let it go. Um, but these Wales Interactive games have like they're they're essentially movies. That's that's the best way to put it. It's it's all live footage. I can get them on Xbox, dude. That's awesome. Blood, that's I was awesome. just looking at Bloodshore, and it's uh, it's got it, you can get it on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and and PC. Okay, cool, cool. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to say for sure, you know what I'm saying? But like, don't you at, at one point, Spencer like that ever again? I mean, he's got to do something, man. His first party ain't showing up, so he's got to, he got to go buy a game. He, he, yeah, I mean, he, he, he bought his first party. We, yeah, but where he, are they he, at? Uh, Modern Warfare Two just got announced. Did you yeah, see but it? that's not that's that's not exclusive. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, but he'll be getting a big old chunk of change and maybe he some, he will. But like, I mean, come on, where where are they at? Where, where are they? They, they will be exclusive in the future, though. We'll we'll see. 
we'll uh, actually, got- you know, actually, uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll retract that statement because I did state on, I did state last week on Trophy Hordes that uh, it, it's not going to be like we think it is. Like, and, and you and I have discussed it before. They're going yeah. to they're going to still put it on PlayStation because they're still going to make a bunch of money, but they're just going to get the oh, large chunk out. That's of where it. that's where the majority of Call of Duty is sold to. Um, but I think anything, spe- I think any, I think anything special we're going to get just just on Xbox. I think you'll be lucky to get anything. Period. Hey, I, all... hey, you know what we'll get? We'll get a day and date. Watch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> day yeah, and date game happening. pass, baby. That's happening. But good lord, man! Like, you know, they what they say? How many years ago they said that they'll be y'all be getting new games from the first party once a month? If you want me to trust in worldwide Jimmy Ryan. He's ours. Y'all, yeah, y'all all everybody wanted to get on the Game Pass train. You know, everybody wanted to say all and feel they trust. But you know what? Worldwide Jimmy Ryan said, Look, I'm in it for me. I need a yacht. You know how I get yachts? I get yachts from pumping out exclusives and making deals. Get your yachts yeah. from pooping in beds. Hey, hey. Encounter <laughs> encounter suing for a hundred million dollars. Whatever you gotta do, man. Whatever you gotta do. So, anyways, back to the 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 Wales and Rabbit games. So, they exist on Xbox. Play them there. I mean, play them anywhere. They're just so cool, and they're they're so different. This one is you're a, as the title suggests, a shape shifting detective. You can turn into whatever characters that you've met in the story, and so essentially, you go through as whatever this character named Sam. Now, I'm not like spoiling anything because this is stuff you learned in the first five minutes of the game. Um, you are a detective named Sam and you are investigating a murder. So you go through this um, hotel bed and breakfast style thing and you interview five different uh, five different people. You know, one of those five people are actually technically your police chief, but whatever. So then what you can do is after you've gathered information and stuff, you can go and change into another person and then have conversation with the people you've interviewed. And so, for example, you meet one character and they're like, oh, me and this character, we our alibi is we were together. You go meet that other character, they're like, oh, my alibi is I was uh, asleep in my room. So the alibis don't add up. So then you're like, wait a second, I need to turn into that character and then go talk to the other one and say, I'm worried about our alibis. And it like, it's like an onion and layers and layers and layers of the story are, are, are unlocked because you're tricking these people into thinking they're talking to their friends. It's very cool. My wife and I, like we've been playing through these games together. And so last night she was like, yeah, let's, let's freaking do another one. So we started the sh- shifting detective and this was a CJ uh, recommendation. So shout out to CJ for recommending this one. This one's awesome so far. Now, as far as the acting goes, I mean, Jared and I, shout out Jared, friend of the show, we've been kind of messaging back and forth over like which one of these games has the better acting. And he said the complex up to this point out of the handful he's played was the best. And I would agree. I think the complex does have some of the best acting. Shape-shifting detective is not bad either. So I definitely think that's one you should check out. Uh, We haven't beat it yet. We're kind of exhausting every dialogue option and doing all the stuff. So um, typically the way we play these games are we'll play through them one or two times together. And then 
when my wife falls asleep, I will go through the trophies and kind of like trigger as much as I can. So, yeah, my wife, if I, if she is conscious and these games are on, she's going to want to play through with no guide and like do them from scratch every time. And even if that means we, you know, retread some ground. So when she takes a little nap, I'm like, Hey, let's go. So your wife is a purist. She is. She is a completionist too. She doesn't realize it, but that's what she is. So, uh, next up on the list, I played in 100% home sweet home. This is a first person horror game. A little psychological horror, uh, not so much a survival horror, uh, in the same vein as a Outlast and a Alien Isolation. No combat, not my favorite. Get very frustrated with stuff like that. But this one is a game that has like, so from what I understand, there's a game called Sweet Home from the 90s that Resident Evil borrowed some inspiration from. This game is Home Sweet Home. Now, I don't know if it's related to in universe with, you know, the the original game, but it's been in my wish list. It got, you know, down to like 10 or 15 bucks on the PlayStation Network, picked it up. And then this morning, I finished my last couple missions on Sleeping Dogs and I'm just playing through. Ooh, that reminds me. I got to get back to that for you. Um, I was playing through some of this, the side content. And I was like, you know what? I need to knock out a horror game. The kids are occupied. The wife's occupied. Brandy and my, Brandy and my daughter Zoe, they went out to a dance recital. I was like, I got a couple hours. Let me just, boom. This one's the first one I had like in, on my list. Like, It's funny. I've got like a spreadsheet of like horror games and like the time it takes to beat them. But this one was the first one on my cross-media bar. <laughs> so I was like, oh, playing that one. So um, played it, completed it. Went back and got the tro- all the trophies. It does not have a platinum, which is unfortunate. It's just got 11 little measly trophies. But overall, a good experience. I uh, wouldn't do it again. So uh, it was kind of like a one and done. So, decent. Uh, played some Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Zach, this is one of the best looking games I've ever seen in my life. I've uh, I've been looking at... um. There was a Ratchet and Clank game for the PSP that I almost picked up. It was... uh. Oh, there's a couple of them. Tool of yeah, Destruction, well, Quest for Booty. Quest for Booty, that's what it was. But they announced Quest for Booty was going to be on the new uh the new cert, the new uh premium yep. service. So I yes. so, so the, if if they're going to be on there and I can play them on PC, I was like, "Yeah, I can hold off on those for now." Um, but there's a couple of games that I picked up that we're not going to see that I know of yet, so. Um, yeah, it's uh there's also like remastered versions of it too available with trophies. I wanted to pick up uh, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, and then they had just uh, they had uh, they had just Daxter as well. Whenever they did that whole thing yep. where, where yep. he was by himself, I was like, "Do I pick these a, up now, or are we going to get there, those two? Because a special I feel, agent I, Clank too. Yeah, I say I feel I feel like we're going to get the we're we're going to get those Jack and Daxter ones on on premium at some point. It's it would it wouldn't make much sense not to get those ones, seeing as they were such a staple. So, yeah, they're 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 cool, man. I, I like I like having all those. Um, but play like I said, uh, Paxton and I have been passing the controller, playing some Ratchet and Clank, and dude, it is it looks better than a Pixar movie. It is absolutely stunning how good this game looks. 
jumping back to Sleeping Dogs, and then I'll be done. <clears throat> I mean, I beat Sleeping Dogs. I enjoyed it. I mainlined the story after about 10 hours. So the first 10 hours, I was like doing the story, doing some side stuff, doing the story, doing some side stuff, just kind of doing everything that was available to me. And I liked the game enough that I was like, well, I might go for the platinum on this game. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think I want to do all the collectible stuff, although I got about half of them my first time through. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to do the races. But I started doing some of the races, and they're all very manageable so far. So I was like, I don't know. But then as we were getting closer to the end of the month, I was like, I need to mainline the story, beat the story, and then I can go back. Well, I beat the story. So you know, and I'll, I'll elaborate more on this with the when we do the Super Loot Bros episode. But when you do the story, the main story, you know, you're, you're an undercover cop in the triad mm-hmm. and you're kind of doing gangster stuff, essentially. If you go and play the blue storyline on your quest, on your quest stuff, the actual detective stuff, bro, it's like a different game. Yep. I, I did, it's, I did a little bit of it and it's, it, it's, it's cool. yeah, we'll talk more it's about cool. it. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Cause I'm, I, I, if people are listening to the episode and they're like, oh, Sleeping Dogs, that's from 2014. I don't know if I want to go back that far. Like, definitely play the game. It, and the cool thing is what Sleeping Dogs, and I'll say this again on the, on the, you know, the Super Loot Bros, but on the mini map, you can click in your left thumbstick and it'll change the color of the path to the next objective. Green is mainline story. Blue is like side story detective stuff. Orange is races. Light blue is drug busts and things like that. So, like, you can very easily select your next objective and just mainline the story. Yep. So, I essentially mainlined the story, and then now I'm going back and doing all the, the dark blue detective stuff, and it's like it's like another game, dude. It's so cool. It's so cool. So that was me. That was a, that was a lot. I played a lot of games this week. Um. I did a lot of mortgage stuff, but I got up early in the morning and played games and played on my lunch breaks, went in between calls and contacts and and yeah, so I tried to I tried to decompress a little bit. Plus I'm on vacation right now, so like I've played games all day long today. Jealous. Yep. So now uh, what you been playing, bud? All right. So I had I started uh the first Resident Evil game this week. I'm enjoying. Nice. I, I started my uh, my Chris uh, my Chris playthrough this this week, so yeah. I am enjoying that. Um, I have continued kind of slowly going through Battle Block Theater. Um, that is also a little fun, like compressed game when I'm uh, trying to find something quick to to kind of go through before I before I knock out for the evening. Um, let's see what else. I have also been playing. So I got my PSP going, like I said. Um, and for Memorial Day weekend, we have a we have a set of stores out here in the Midwest called Vintage Stock, and they were doing a big buy two pre-owned games get uh get one free, and then they were doing mix and match too. So it was um I got I got a used battery so my PSP could work off of the charger. Um, and I got I picked up which I'm currently playing right now uh Lego Star Wars two the original trilogy. Because oh, um, I felt like playing a a Lego game, and I haven't played them in a while, and it actually made me super duper happy. Um, I'm really enjoying like the 
how all Lego games have that like funny side to them in yeah. like the cutscenes. Um, I also started playing uh, Justice League Heroes as well for the PSP. That's a actually good game. I like that game. Um, I like it. It is it is hard though. Um, yeah. I noticed in the first level. Um, even playing on uh, on the easiest difficulty because I wasn't super familiar with the game. Um, it's super hard to like direct your attacks and stuff like that. It's not. Yep. It, it's 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 a top down beat 'em up. So. Yep. That's but it's but it's a lot of fun. Um. And then I played through today since I just picked it up, and I've never played a siphon filter game. Um, I picked up siphon filter Logan Shadow, and um, unfortunately siphon filter Dark Mirror wasn't working when I put it in, so I may attempt to clean the disc and hopefully that'll solve the problem but i put that in today i beat the first level of that um it's got the old controls where you have to aim with the buttons and move and move with the thumbstick and it is a little out of my realm but uh i i didn't i the the story uh at the beginning of the first chapter was good so far and then I picked up the original um iron man video game uh that came out after the first movie um, I'm looking forward to going back through that. I remember playing that game on the PS2, and I remember it actually being a good superhero game. Um, we talked about X-Men Legends, and I did look for that for that game, but I couldn't find it at either of the stores I went to. So, so I got, dude, I got them sitting beside me right now. So good. Well, I was looking forward to uh, to finding them because you were uh, you were talking about it, and I was like, yes, I was like Diablo with X-Men, please, like I will. Um, and I could, I, I just, they, they were nowhere to be found. This, both of the stores had a surprisingly diverse collection of, uh, of PSP games. Some games I'd, I'd never even heard of, um, I almost picked up battlefront two again. For the, oh, I got for, that one too. <laughs> I almost, I almost did, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I was trying to still keep, uh, I was trying to keep my stuff on a slight budget. So my wife wouldn't get too upset at me. Oh yeah. Um, and then what else have I been playing? I played a little bit, uh, a little bit of Fortnite this week. Played a little bit of No Build with uh, with one of my buddies that uh that that I get to play with not so too terribly much because he has like fifty five million people that want to play with him. Um, we got I got my first solo dub in No Build mode on Fortnite this week, and okay. I and we got two trios dubs um in the same night. So that was we got three dubs in one day. I was super super duper happy with that. And I think that is all I've been playing because I beat Sleeping Dogs last week for last week's show. Oh. Yeah, Sleeping Dogs is a good game, man. I uh, I'm I'm st- I'm actually currently playing it, so I'm just gonna I'm doing races and and side stuff, and I don't know, MZ, I might go for the platinum. I'm not I'm not wanting to commit to it just because I've got so many freaking games I'm in the middle of. But uh, and I will say this, I'm just kind of throwing this out there for everybody. When that new PlayStation Plus Premium hits, I am turning everything off, and I'm playing Siphon Filter with Trophy. When that it is when happy. when it, when it hits, I'm like um, I talked about it a little bit last week. Like I said on Trophy Horse as well. Um, I think I'm going to finally finish the original Spider-Man game. Do it, and uh, I'm going to uh, achieve my. I, I think I'm going to go for the for my first platinum because I think when I when I had the game originally in a PS4 originally, I was that was my plan was to make spider-man my first platinum i enjoyed it and uh, i actually started doing certain things like i stopped playing the story so i could start doing things to earn the platinum but then i got like i said i got rid of my playstation and never came back to it but 
hopefully we'll get to go back to it because I really did enjoy that game. And then who knows, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll play Miles Morales as well. We'll see. Well, Miles is an easy twenty hours, you know, like pretty straightforward. Um, Spider Man, that's that's another straightforward platinum, you know. And there's there's even ways to make it a little bit easier on you. I just feel like there's a lot to do in those games uh, with like the little like the game bus challenges and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But like I said, I'm I'm really looking forward to going back to it. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to restart it over again, or if I'm going to continue where I left off because all my save data should still be on the cloud and it's still the same profile that I used. So, um, I don't know. I may I, I may finish it off since it's a game that I still haven't actually beaten, and then I, maybe I'll go back through it again later. Um, good game, good game. I'm actually looking forward to the. Well, that's another thing with the PS Premium service. I'm looking forward to. I own the PS5 version of Miles Morales and the PS5 and PS4 versions are going to be on there. So I'm going to go back through and play Miles Morales again with trophies and get the platinum on PS4. So I'm stoked. They have, they, uh, both of them have different trophy lists. Yep. They have separate trophy lists. That is fantastic. Uh, let's see. I think that's, yeah, like I said, I think that's all I've been playing. Like I said, I'm super duper excited for PS premium. Um, there, I, I'm just excited because, like, like we've talked about, I don't have a PlayStation, so being able to play some of those exclusive games that I know are good, um, like Siphon Filter is going to be one that I'm enjoying. Because, like I said, I'm enjoy I, I enjoyed the PSP version, so I can only imagine that I'm going to enjoy the uh, the original game yeah. just as much. You know, I, being being a shooter fan and enjoying shooter stories, so super yep. duper looking forward to that as well. I'm excited, dude. And so Tricky and I have been messaging back and forth, and we're trying to come up with our own NWO slash Bullet Club for people who platinum the old PlayStation games on the premium service. Okay. So what we're trying we're trying to come up with, we've been kicking names back and forth to each other, but what we want to do is we want to, at least in our community, incentivize you know, the guys who are going to go back and, and put in the time on those old games. Now, we're not 100% sure what that's going to be called or what that's going to look like. But just so you guys know, there's definitely, it's a, it's, it, that's, that's something we're working on. And and I want the Siphon Filter Platinum, you know, and that's something that I want to, I know it'll only show up as like a little dot in Sony's notes, but I want to show them that, hey, we want this. The fact that you put trophies on your old PS1 games and the first one you announced was Siphon Filter. Like, not only like we need a Siphon Filter game, dude. And we need trophies on old old PSP games and PS1 games and stuff like that. So I want to just kind of put that out there that uh that's something that we're gonna do. So we're 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 working on something cool. We're excited about it. Yep. I'm uh that that'd be something cool. I'd I'd love to be included in that if uh yeah. Wanna yeah throw, like you want you want th- throw I'll throw my name in the hat. There you go, like a one percent club or a PS premium, PS premium club, or I don't know, PS one premium club. I don't know. We're trying to come up with something that's like, you know, we well, we were coming up with some some trash names, some fun names. I mean, I don't know. We're we're working on it. We're definitely going to have something. The PS the just, PSX poop plat club. There you go. Something it's got something. It's going to happen, but yeah, I'm going to have that Siphon Filter Platinum, and the thing is, is like there, they, some advertisements have come out where Dino Crisis is being advertised. So, I've never, I've never played Dino Crisis either, so oh, like I said, so, dude. so there, there, the, the, that's like the biggest thing, is like, I, you know what, 
A lot of these yeah. games I own too. So they said when they become available, that I'll just be able to access them a la carte as well because I already mm. own them. So what I'm excited about is, you know, with these older games, they're doing rewind functions. They're doing uh, trophy support. I mean, this is it's cool stuff, man. I'm excited. So, yep i need um, to get, i need to get back to the household that was that was once whole. There was a very brief period in my life where we had a PlayStation Four, an Xbox One, and a Nintendo Switch in the house. So I need to get back yep. to that. Yeah, man. So definitely, uh, it's an exciting time, and I, I really also t- I would love this too. This is an idea I've had since the Frosty Tanner and you know Josh Krabs days. I've always had this idea that we could do a like a book club with the with the audience, with the listeners. Okay. Right. Something that's easy, easily accessible. So maybe we pick a PS Plus game, we pick a Game Pass game, we pick a, you know, it used to be games with gold was one of those options. Now nobody wants to pick those because they are they're just bad. But I mean, something on one of these services or something where we everyone has like or at least the majority of people have access to. Um, so that we can say, hey, as a community, we're going to play this game and we're going to, you know, on this date, do like the big, like that, that, that week's show would be us talking about that game. So all the write-ins could be specific to, you know, what that, that per- what, what, what they liked about it. If they had any gripes right. about it. Right. Right. So I would love to get to a point where we do that. And I think we have a, the crew now that would be interested in doing it. And our audience, I'm sure, would play along with it. So something to think about when this new service drops so that we have like the you know, the option to do that. Maybe we can do like a Game Pass game one month or you know, if it takes two months, whatever. And then the next time we do a PS Plus game or Plus Premium game or you know, something that's available everywhere, I don't know. Something to think about. So I gotcha. All right. So I just want to give an update. I'm going to do the backlog beatdown first, and then we can jump into the leaderboards. The backlog beatdown spreadsheet, something happened. Uh, it took a dive, and it is not allowing us to update it, and it is not allowing us to view what is already on there. So it still exists because it's still populating the... Uh, the scoreboard, but it's not allowing us to update it. So currently while Jim is, you know, in, you know, doing his thing and healing and he's in the hospital and all that stuff. Um, we don't have access to fix the spreadsheet. So if you're participating in the backlog beatdown, keep beating your games, keep posting them, post them in the backlog beatdown group, post them in the discord. And I will go back once the spreadsheet is live again, I'll go back and I'll manually, you know, double check and add all that stuff. And we'll give a backlog beatdown update as soon as we can. Um, unfortunately, we just can't make that right now. Uh, also, next month, maybe towards the end of the month, we're going to do the kind of backlog beatdown halfway point. So we'll get together, talk specifically games we've beaten, and we will solicit questions and comments from the audience based on the backlog beatdown games that they've beaten so far. So looking forward to that. We might even, maybe if, you know, everything works out right, we might even have a little bit of statistical information for you. So we will see. Zach, you ready to jump into the uh, the leaderboards? Of course, I am always ready to jump into the leaderboards. 
All right, we're going to start with the, uh, well, once again this week, it is the Sony Pony to You leaderboards. Oh. Uh, so Mr. Sony Pony to You in first place with 3,735 achievement points. Get it. We got Sadik coming in second with 1,540 achievement points. Nice. I'm styling on you, bro, in third place with 1,005 achievement points. Weak. GDI Master Race still on the leaderboard this week with 600 achievement points. Nice. And bringing up the tail end is the Alpha Seagull with 305 achievement points. Oh, wow. And, you then, your t- and then your two loot bros truly are in sixth and seventh. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. You got you you uh got some more achievements for uh beating Modern Warfare three that you didn't mention did. in your that you were playing. I didn't mention that. I forgot that I did that this week. Yep. Yeah. So I put an Xbox three sixty in my um in my bedroom and uh Good man. play a little bit of Xbox. I forgot why though. I think I wanted to uh, you fear. couldn't you couldn't sleep. Well the duh, but I mean I think <laughs> I think I wanted to play Fear Fear Two. Okay. And I, I don't know. I was just getting every now and again. I go through these like waves of like something nostalgic, you know, hit me or something. I don't know. I, something triggered me wanting to play a certain game, and I just started like grabbing games. Oh, I remember what it was. So, um, Dead to Rights. I put in Dead to Rights on my Xbox 360 and was playing the first Dead to Rights game. And um, okay. I was like, man, this is good. That's what prompted me to play Retribution to try to go for the Platinum. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I got Modern Warfare 3 up here. I don't think I've ever finished that one on 360. So, boom. There you go. Um, I forgot to mention it earlier today. I was going to call you and ask you when I was at that store. I did see, I saw a fear game for the PS3. And I don't know if you have it. It's not like a numbered one. I don't remember what it was. It was like in the glass. Files? Uh, it might have been. It was in a glass case because oh. it was worth, uh, like, I don't know. I think certain games that are on the shelves, if they're worth over X amount of dollars, they put them in a glass case. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, I will go back there and I'll have to ask you that. But I have the- all the fear games on Xbox 360. I okay. just don't have them on PS3. Well, I know it's, I, since you're the collector, I figured I was like, man, I should ask Daryl if, if he wanted me to pick that up for him. But I appreciate that. Moving on to the True Trophies leaderboard. This week is a large, large deficit between first and second. Um, so he topped the Sony Pony 2U leaderboards, and he is topping the True Trophies this week as well. The affectatious donk himself with 792 trophies. Goodness. Good week. Yep. And then second place, Stink Palm with 61 trophies. Isn't it? Look at him. And there we go. Eight. Third place is Resident Daryl with 46 trophies. Not terrible, considering there's two Platinums and 100% in there. That's not terrible. Yeah. In fourth place, we got Redbeard Rick with 37 trophies. All right. And then, on this leaderboard as well, I'm styling on your bro with 32 trophies. There you go. He's back. It's on the right side of the law again. Surprisingly, we actually... So, chalking up the trophies, we actually have people earning trophies all the way down to 13th place versus the Xbox leaderboard where you and I actually rounded it out at the end. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, our Xbox leaderboard, the people that are active are active and that's it. Um, a lot, there's a lot of people that are on the Xbox leaderboard that either don't play Xbox anymore or well, they obviously don't play because they're not getting achievements. anymore. 
I'm just happy he who shall not be named remained not in the top five this week. That's right. Right. He asked me what that was about. I was like, you've never seen Harry Potter? <laughs> He's like, I get the reference, but why? He who like, shall not be named. You are just as bad as Voldemort. <laughs> I told him, I know that was so funny when Alex said that. I told him, I was like, dude, what it is, is we kept saying your name on the show, and Joe made the joke that it's like Beetlejuice. If we keep saying your name, you'll show up. <laughs> so, and he did. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he showed up last funny. week. That's what happened. I feel bad. Shout out Tricky. He's messaging me right now because we've been trying to hook up to play the division. And he wanted to play last night, but I was out to dinner with my family. And then he, I was like, we can play tonight at like 11. And then I was like, oh yeah, we got all these recordings to do. I can't play the division. So. Sorry, Tricky. We'll get there. It'll happen. But that is our leaderboards for this week. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Ready to move into our community questions? Yeah, we only got a few, so we'll finish up the show with a little bit of community love. Uh, Starting off with our one of our patrons and good friends, Matt G. He writes in and says, what was the game that got you into gaming? For him, it was Alex the Kid in Miracle World on Sega Master System. The game that got me into gaming was Pong. Like My mom and dad played Pong. Ms. Pac-Man, Pac-Man, Galaga. I mean, we've had systems in my house my whole life. And my dad and I would play RBI baseball. We would play double dribble on NES, NARC on NES. Um, <clears throat> so I've been playing games. I've been playing games my whole life. Like it's always been there. And my dad worked a lot and traveled with his job. So like when he would come home late at night, that's what we did. We played games. We we couldn't necessarily go outside and, and throw the ball at nine, ten o'clock at night. We would play video games. And then um, you know, that's just kinda always been a thing. So I play with my kids. That's just what I know. I could have been a uh pro football player, but instead I play video games. I think I like you better playing video games. I'm probably better at games than <laughs> football. <laughs> football Americano. Um, all right. So what game? Uh, I got yeah, you in. Kind of discussed a gateway drug. Kind of assisted. Well, yeah, I kind of listed this off before. Um, first, my first ever game that I ever played was Super Mario Brothers three. Um, yep. and that gave me my, uh, my love for like memorizing games and like actually getting good at something. Um, so the first time, so my, uh, my mother owned the only console we had in the house was was a Nintendo. My mother owned, and it was because so oddly enough, my mother's favorite game was the first Legend of Zelda, and she uh-huh. had that one. And I just never really, I, I never really got into it. But she also had Super Mario Brothers three and the original Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt and all that good stuff. And um, and I don't know why I just took. I like I said, I've t- I took to platformers when I was a kid. I think it's just because maybe it was like the easiest thing for me to learn as a child. The, uh, as a, as a young boy, when I was a young warthog, when I was a young warthog, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like uh, that was that was the first one. That's what brought me and got me my love. And then, um, when I had my own gaming device, my Game Boy Color, uh, Pokemon, hundred ten percent, like that's. I will that always love po- uh yeah that was the one that really like made me want like got me into like grinding for a game 
Um, and that was the first game that I like. I actually, you know, what? if if we're talking the first game I ever hundred percented, that was the first game I ever hundred percented because that was the first game that I ever like completed everything hundred percent outright. Like I, I had uh, completed the Pokédex and then um, I played through that game about fifty five million different times. Uh, like I I played through with every starter. I picked up um, yellow edition. I, I picked up the yellow edition. I picked up. Uh, the, I picked up a link cable because my uh, my dad actually ended up he had an original Game Boy not a Game Boy Color and 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 I picked up so I picked up all three of the original games and um, that's how I can because each the the thing was back in the day was and, and they still do it to this day is each game had certain exclusive Pokemon that you could only get so you could never complete the Pokédex unless you uh, unless you had both games and a link cable and you traded with somebody. And there were only certain Pokemon that would evolve if you evolve with a trade. So that was the, if if we're if we're talking about a game that you know, like I said, that I platinumed, or my first hundred percent in my in in my life would would have been Pokemon as a child. Nice, nice. I would say first game I ever hundred percent. Oh, dude, I don't know. Like, uh, probably Resident Evil Two. Just because I did everything, you know, like I, I beat the game every way you can beat it. I unlocked all the special stuff. But okay. Yep. You let them bring OG Resident Evil Two back with trophies. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be me, dude. <laughs> that's gonna be me. So I'm freaking stoked. All right, Matt G also asks, did you ever crap your pants because you couldn't put the game down? No me either i uh unfortunately have not pooped my pants due to video gaming but that's what a poop sock is for matt if you had if the loot bros were any kind of real podcast and really merchandise like they're supposed to they would have a poop sock available right now and then you could in fact poop in the sock rather than stop gaming wait you just came up with a really good idea why don't we get socks for merch that say poop sock on them or have a I mean, poop emoji. JT's been asking for them for years. We just haven't done it yet. I yeah. have a uh, Josh Adams, our uh, comic cast co-host and uh, artist. He is drafting us up a poop sock shirt. Yes, but I'm talking about like an actual sock. Because the store that we use right now doesn't sell socks. Well, you know what? I, we just I, need to do one. We, do, we need a poop sock store. <laughs> we need we need we need to we need to get that uh that sponsorship from Gildan, right? Yep, hundred percent. Speaking happen. of, shout out to MZ for posting a picture of him rocking his new Loot Bros podcast t shirt. Super excited when I saw that. It yeah, looks that so cool. it looks so it looks so cool. Seeing the it first one good. in the wild. It good. So that's uh, very, very nice. If you have a Loot Bros podcast t shirt, post us post pictures in the Facebook or the Discord. I like to see them junks. Maybe we'll start yeah. doing a start doing a community like tag a tag us on on socials if you want to be our listener of the week, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll post your picture up and give it a little you know we'll post your picture up and give a little snippet about you like we uh, like maybe your favorite game or whatever message you just want to talk to everybody about. But we're gonna make it up, so it's you don't give us your real favorite game. We're gonna make one up. We're gonna look at your picture and say, okay, judging by this photo, this person likes blank. 
doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a recipe for disaster. No, no one will buy our merch. Uh, it would be funny though. So that's all that matters. Yes, I could agree with that. It would be. So, all right. Uh, Jared, I heart Amber heard Geyser writes in. He says, everyone is quick to take Johnny's side over Amber, but animals sometimes claim their territory by going potty on it. What if Amber heard left the turd, not out of anger, but because she was trying to tell Johnny, Hey bro, I want to sleep here. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. What if this turd is not from herd? No, it says hashtag. What if uh, what if her wanted to sleep or she left a turd? <laughs> oh my god, this man! I swear, He's, every week <laughs> he should write a book. He should be dang Doctor Seuss over here writing books about friggin' uh, <laughs> Amber Heard's turd. So, it's, that's amazing. I don't know, man. I, I I didn't think about it like that. You know, if you break us down to just our bare instinctive nature, you're right. You're absolutely right. She could have just been not a spy. your territory. This is mine, Johnny. And where I'm from, this is what we do. So. <laughs> keep them coming, Jared. Also, keep, uh, keep, keep the hopper pictures coming, too. Oh, my gosh, dude. That was <laughs> shout out to Jared for that. That was absolutely amazing. And that is a beautiful banner. <laughs> that oh, sums up our podcast in, in a nutshell right there. That banner. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that banner gave me the inspiration for, our, for one of our posts this week. <laughs> it's so asking, funny. Asking because, what everybody's favorite poop story was. If you have a favorite poop story, make sure you go comment on our post. That's right. I, I want to so, hear what your favorite is. It's so funny because if you're just a random that comes into our group for the first time, you're like, what the <laughs> F? I'm out of here. <laughs> These weirdos over here talking about poops and farts. and Why Why is this this person pooping in the hopper of a, uh, of a uh, garbage truck? That's weird. Or is it? Or they may, hey, I've done that. I can relate. So who knows? Who it is, even it, knows? It, it is New York. That is true. So Nothing. like they say, when no, in no Rome. surprises. Win in Rome or win in New York, whichever one applies. So. All right, guys, that is all the community questions we have. Easy, short week. Um, we hope that you enjoy this interview. We're posting the interview that we've already recorded at the end of the show. So, JT, you know what? You're just going to have to tough it out and listen to it. There might be something special for you at the end. So, just want to throw it out of there for all you guys who turn the show off during the interview. Don't give them a chance. Not never know. It could be your next favorite game that we're talking about. It's true, or your least favorite game. You never know. So, all right, guys, we're going to head over to the interview portion now. Oh, also, big shout out and toast. To the Patreon producers, ending the month of May, we got Redbeard Rick, my name is Evan Mayo, and MZ, I got a new shirt, Nitro. We're out of here. Thank you. That was, you're supposed to be like, oh, that was so clever. Now it's time for the twat, 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 twat. <laughs> hey, little mama, let me whisper.
Estilo Pros Podcast We're going to talk about video games and mow your grass Lubros Podcast We're going to talk about butts and slurp and penis So stay What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I got the bearded nerd. What's up, Zach? Hey, yo. How's everybody doing? Uh, we're all we're good, man. We're good. We got some great guests in the house tonight. We uh, we kind of before we get too crazy, we want to give a shout out to Kali. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers, all that stuff for our boy Jim, uh, her husband. She Kali actually couldn't be with us tonight because her husband had to have. Uh, some surgery, having some stuff going on. I know she opposes stuff on Facebook, but you know, uh, we got reports that Jim is doing better. So we're all very excited about that. And then no show Joe had to go hang out in Boston like a total nerd. So, but we have a couple developers with us tonight and we are very excited to have them. So, uh, we're going to start it off. We got Nick, Jim and Eric. How are you guys doing? Good. Can't complain. Awesome, awesome. Now, uh, you guys are all uh, Type 3 Studios. Is that what it's called? Yep. Type That's it. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Awesome, awesome. So uh, here's how we got met up with you guys. So Kalai went to PAX East on behalf of the Loot Bros Podcast. And uh, there's a company that she does like card games and stuff for. Um, I don't know that she's ever actually told me the name of it now, now that I think about it. Uh, but Kalai goes to PAX every year, and she runs around and checks out all the games and meets people and uh, all this stuff. And uh, she ran into you guys, and she checked out your game. She's a huge uh, Mario fan and a Switch fan and all that stuff. So she was like immediately reached back to us, and she goes, hey, I made contact uh, with these guys. They were great, and I really liked their game. So what we want to do is want to bring you guys on, uh, let you you know kind of introduce yourselves, tell us about what, you know, your, your journey into game development. Tell us about your game and tell us, you know, any other cool stories that you want uh, to to share and and go with. So what we'll do is just to keep things organized, we'll go Nick, Jim, then Eric in the order that you're actually listed in the room. Um, so Nick, why don't you start us off, tell us kind of who you are and uh, what you do and how you got into game development. Uh, my name is uh, Nick Zaleski. I'm... Uh... The I guess you would call me the I don't know lead designer or creator of Marxist Twins, um, and um, yeah, I, I've been a video game fan since I was super young. And uh, um, oh crap, what do I say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, uh, I've been we've been working on Marxist twins for about 10 years now. And, uh, um, it finally came together a few years ago when we moved to unity and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, been kind of my thing, I guess. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. All right. What about you, Jim? Hey fellas. Yeah. Uh, I've been in the game dev since I was probably about 17 years old. Uh, I always loved like the pixel art and like, the Marvel Capcom fighters in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I remember being like 14 or 15 years old and thinking to myself, like, 
man, video games are so awesome, and adults don't like them right now, but all my peers like them so much that I think they're going to matter one day, so I should try to make one. And that's pretty much what like put me on the road to you know take an interest in dev. Uh, I'm the team artist, and I joined the team when we brought the project to Unity. Uh, so I've only been with them for a few years at this point. But um, yeah, everything you see when you see the game, uh, if it's a, it involves a character and animation, uh, I probably had a hand in it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. What about you, Eric? Hey. Uh, yeah. Um, Eric, I'm like the programmer tech guy. Um, I want to say also, you know, thanks for bringing us on. Sorry to hear about uh, Kalai and, uh, you know, loved ones health situation but but glad that it sounded like maybe getting better uh because yeah it was super cool um you know she came over and like played the game and just like i think was the first person to buy a copy of pax like that was like we were like how's pax gonna go we got no idea what we're getting into and uh <laughs> it was just awesome to you know meet somebody who is so friendly and supportive right up front oh um, kalai is awesome man she is you know, we got to give her a big shout out. Like she comes on the show and like, she is a just game fan. Like she's, she loves games, all, all different types. Um, dude, she's so involved with our community and she's like always making contact with game devs and things like that. Like she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll give you like a, a little bit of, um, you know, Nick and I have been working together for a long time, but I'll give a little bit more detail to the, to the history there of like, uh, when he says te- like ten years, that's like uh, we haven't been working on like the same version of the game for ten years. We kind of like started it over a few times and like shelved it, um, and you know changed uh, technology a couple times and stuff. So it's like the last version we started about three years ago um, when we when we picked when we moved to Unity. So uh, it's like kind of a thing of like we started it off learn you know learn some lessons kind of had to start over you know did, didn't necessarily make like the best design decisions and stuff in the beginning or technical iteration decisions. yeah yeah um so um and, and the like the other part of it is like that to, to kind of make that time frame make sense is like this is a uh you know hobby thing for us we all got day jobs so um 10 years would be a super long time if it were if we were doing this as our day job. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't super specific. No, it's That's all good, all good. man. Mm-hmm. Good. No, so we something we've started doing this this year, 2022, as we start reaching out to more game devs and having them on and all of us across the group are big indie game fans. And so we just decided we were like, you know what? We're going to bring uh devs on this year. We're going to talk to indie studios. And like, just we want their games to get exposure. We play a lot of them. Yep. And so we're like, you know, let's just start making friends with these people and get them out. And like, every time they got something to talk about, let's let's get them in the loop. And and you know, and it's as I'm a wanna be musician, so I understand that like when you have a day job and then you're also working on your creative project in your downtime, you you know you you wanna put your best out there, and then you want people to check it out because of the amount of effort and energy you put into it during all of your free time too true man sometimes that's just so hard and 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 nowadays we're not the the playing field is is 
accessibility across the board and all creative outlets is so easy to get involved. And tech is right here in the home with us. We can create anything, videos, films, books, comics, uh, games, uh, music, whatever. But the problem is everyone's fighting for your attention. Everybody's fighting for your bandwidth. So it's like, you know, if, if that's what we can do is give you know, give a time and a little bit of spot on our show for people to to hear about you know what you're doing. That's kind of a you know, we, we definitely appreciate that. And I love hearing that you guys have day jobs and you're doing game dev. You know, like yeah, I have a amazing. special um, kind of pull towards that. So I want to do this real quick before we go any farther. Uh, start with Nick. You know, uh, what do you do for your day job? I am actually a uh, preschool teacher. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's like the last thing i ever thought i'd be doing with my life uh i had actually uh before i started teaching before i started substitute teaching i had actually wanted to join the marine corps because my grandfather was a marine corps, uh marine but um yeah i just i i don't think i could make it without my meds so uh understand I uh, I started subbing, uh, and I uh, eventually found out that I loved working with pre K kids. I don't I don't know how or why. Uh, I like to curse a lot and, uh, uh, and do a lot of, it. but <laughs> well, not around them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about uh, working with pre K kids that brings out the best in me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've got three kids, and I coach a couple different soccer teams. Uh, I did a stint uh, about six years working in a church teaching youth, so I get that, man. I, I like there's something about youngins that just uh, some people it brings out the worst, and some people it brings out the best. So it's not for everybody. <laughs> Daryl's trying to say is, is he's the good so, kid. On yeah, the definitely. Uh, all right, Jim, what do you do for your day job? Yeah, so I'm actually uh, I just finished one job and I'm starting a new one. Uh, I was working for the FAA for the past five years. Uh, helping install um, hardware for air traffic controllers. Okay. Okay. Um, my most recent contract ended though, and I have a friend from college who's a successful freelance artist, and he saw some of the stuff I was doing for this project and some other projects I'm working on, and he's just like, "Dude, like, get good at ZBrush, and I'll throw you freelance." And I was just like, "Yes, I'm going to get good because I don't like having to dress up when I go to work every day." So, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, so probably in the next like two or three months. Uh, actually, he said there might be a contract that starts in a week. So it's like as you're asking me this, I'm literally like in between. But probably in the next month or two, I'm going to be a freelance artist. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm Eric, stoked. What do you do for your day job? Uh, I'm a software engineer. Um, I didn't touch computer code ever until college. Uh, I tried a class, it worked out, uh, so I just kind of went for that and made a career out of it. Uh, but basically, all because I real like, I I knew like I wanted to make video games, like it's like my creative passion, and I knew programming was part of it. So that's like the reason I even gave it a shot. Uh, but that wound up becoming my career uh, because it's just easier to find work doing that <laughs> than hey, than the game part. Gotta pay the bills. Yeah, I loved it, yeah. and I hated it when I was in school for it. Mm. So, well, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. That's the first time we've ever stopped and asked about everybody what they they do for you know 
to, to eat every day. So definitely uh, glad you guys share that. Okay. So, yeah. so here we go. So you've given us a little bit of background on kind of like, you know, how you got into, into it. So uh, why don't you guys tell us what is the project you're working on? I know you mentioned Super Marxist Twins. Um, uh, is it, where is it available? Kind of give us that pitch. Uh, um, I don't know, Eric, do you want to give the pitch or should I? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, the, the, the real, real short version is it's a parody propaganda platformer. Um, trying to make it all three of those things. Uh, it's available on steam in early access. Currently, um, we think about six months to a year, it'll be, uh, fully done. But while it's in early access, it's uh, discounted down to eight bucks. And, um, yeah, that's where you can get it. Actually, there's a there's a free demo too on our Steam page, which uh, we keep up to date, uh, or we try to keep up to date. It's not quite as up to date as the early access build, but uh, it'll always be there. We're not gonna like take that down or anything. Very cool. Very cool. Now, how how's the feedback been? Uh, positive. Um, like at PAX, it's like everybody that we put the game in front of and who who actually like plays it enjoys it um i i didn't personally hear this but like nick uh said that he saw he saw some people go by and uh at pax and go super marxist twins okay and that became like my favorite reaction immediately when he told me that but uh you know but most people either kind of laugh or they or like do a double take like first they think it's mario and then do a double take and like oh this is a different thing. Um, and you know, uh, yeah. Can I step in for a sec? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I I would say like, uh, in a hole of cloth sense, the character jumps, he can fall in holes and certain things can kill him if he hits them. But after that, it really is its own thing. And in so many different ways, like the game has a lot of minutiae, to like the way the animations work or like where the hitboxes apply or how they apply. Uh, and that's something you really can't tell unless you actually play it yourself. Like yeah, when it comes definitely. to vi- like when it comes to a movie, you can give someone a feel for their experience with a trailer. When it comes to a video game, you can't really do that unless they hold the controller in their own hands. And this game is like uh, crystal clear or is just like a like a quintessential example of that. Um, yeah. That's yeah. I, I'm not sure. Throw that in there. I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but like the thing that strikes me the most is people are surprised that it plays well. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're happy with how it plays, but I'm a little bit like, well, is there something we could do so that they didn't just assume it was crap to start with? But it might just be because, you know, it's a parody that's just kind of what it's going to be at first glance, you know, but that's about how it goes. I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so I did, I, you know, I ha- unfortunately haven't played it yet. Um, I, 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 we thought Kali was going to be here when we scheduled the interview and she was obviously going to give her feedback on it. Uh, oh, but yeah. just watching cool. videos and reading some of the steam reviews, um, I definitely gather from other people's opinions. That it seems like it does play very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of the reviews said that not only does it play well, but you guys throw in some interesting uh, mechanics here and there, and you do things that are a little bit different at face value. It looks very Mario. The characters uh, resemble Mario and Luigi. And, you know, just from watching the videos, it seems like it, if you are into a 
Mario style size scrolling platformer, this would be right up your alley. Uh, and then just kind of reading, obviously the, the, the write up and description or whatever. When you guys say parody, like, what are you, what are you going for? Like, is it like tonally like humorous or you actually have like some dialogue in there that makes it's poking fun at things or, I mean, what was kind of the overall theme? Uh, yeah, I would it. say that it's mostly tonally kind of humorous. Uh, we're not tricking, trying to make like a intense, like communist statement about society or anything. Gotcha. 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 I mean, I just kind of thought that the whole idea, like, uh, the genesis of the game was that Eric, uh, tasked me with coming up with a game that a small two-person at the time development team could come up with. Uh, of course, we've, you know, since uh, added friends to the team, but um, the uh, the whole idea was it's like what would happen if a Soviet state development uh, team were to develop a video game, and uh, it's not super serious. It's It's mostly humorous gotcha gotcha very cool very cool we like humor here so that's uh that's right up our alley so at first glance i was like super marxist twins i'm like oh no <laughs> is this going to be another one of those game devs that are like trying to make a statement they're like oh we're gonna you know do our thing but then as i was reading up on it and it seems like you guys were going for a, a parody angle i was like okay very cool very cool so um now you said that you've added more people to the team how many people are on the team right now there's four of us. Um, Sean, who uh, not able to be here, unfortunately, um, is the is yeah the fourth. And uh, he was he was at at PAX and like huge shout out because it was through an enormous effort on his part that we were able to pull off doing the show uh, at all. I mean, uh, he 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 put in so much effort into and, and like brought his like tables and his tools and and stuff for for setting everything up like uh and his wealth of experience and perspective at being at shows like that when he was growing up but yeah. it was like with his dad and his dad was selling like vhs's of like the guyver and like i don't know <laughs> oh, family so matters or something i don't know like yeah, old, <laughs> old some, like something old, old like stuff. horror horror stuff and old yeah. like sitcom back well when before- vhs back when vhs's weren't like something you just find at goodwill yeah, well like, before yeah, they uh, were like blue, they were like the Blu-ray of the day. I think before anime was on TV, Sean's dad had it on VHS, and he would trade it at the convention and stuff. That's awesome, dude. When you said Guyver, oh my gosh, that takes me back. Man. <laughs> those, freaking, those two movies were so freaking good, dude. It's Luke Skywalker. You know that, right? Uh, that, no, really, the Guyver. That's Mark Hamill. That's Mark Fuck Hamill. Yeah, dude. I didn't yeah, know man. That. And then the other, the second one is Solid Snake. I didn't know uh, there were two of them from, from yeah, Metal Gear. One. Yeah, yeah. It was David was Hater? David, yeah, David Hater. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 crazy. It's been so long since I've seen those. We actually some so oh man, a couple episodes back, someone brought something brought it up, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was like uh, like a Power Ranger with freaking <laughs> blades coming out of his elbows, cutting up monsters. I'm like, dude, that junk was so freaking cool. Yeah, so, what a what a dope movie. What a dope movie. Okay, so. You know, a small indie <laughs> team, first game. Uh, how was it? And, and you guys said getting the pack seemed sounds like from the way you're describing, like it's a big achievement and it was like a like a big milestone. I'm assuming from that it was your first time at PAX and and that went pretty well for you guys. 
Yeah, uh, it was our first time at PAX. Um, I sort of decided uh, when when I heard like PAX was going to be um, in person again uh, that that I I wanted to do. I had wanted to go to PAX as a fan for years, and I never really did. It I just never really justified it. I I, I got a son too. He's he's an adult now, but uh, you know, for a lot of those years he wasn't. So that was like maybe part of it. Um, but when we decided to do it, we also decided like it's going to be, it's gonna be um, a fair a fair amount of like monetary investment and and a lot of effort to do. So we kind of wanted to uh, try our best to get it right and, and make make sh- and get as much as we could out of what we were going to spend. So we actually did a show in Philly two weeks before PAX. That's kind of like a practice. So technically, like that was our first show, uh, showing the game in, at, in you know, like in a booth. Um, and then we, you know, gathered some notes. We kind of regrouped in between, uh, made some tweaks to our, you know, video that was playing on the screen, and uh, and even a couple little tweaks to the game. And, uh, you know, uh, made packs go a good bit smoother. Um, and and the and the experience of doing that was was uh was pretty beneficial though it's like there's no world in which um like straight up selling copies of the game and we were selling shirts and stuff too but there's no world in which like selling stuff is going to pay for like make that boost pay for itself so it's all about stuff like this like getting to do like podcasts like getting to network with people you know um getting out there uh, cool. so yeah awesome. awesome so you know as far as the uh the game goes you said early access six months or so left into that are you guys planning on bringing it to console or anything like that that's something we'd really like to do uh but while it's in early access it's just going to be on pc um I might I might expand out to like Mac and Linux builds in that period. I'm not sure, you know, if there's some demand for that. But uh if we do we we really would like to do consoles and if we do that's going to be, you know, after the early <coughs> access period is done. Right. Yep. I'd say that I I know a lot of people in our community are big console big console players. So mm-hmm. and 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 they they purchase a multitude of indie games on consoles. So if it does ever come to console I can almost guarantee you that there are going to be quite a few people that listen to the show yeah. that are going to pick it up. I, I would I would particularly like to see it go on to uh, Switch because uh, as long as that plumber few... doesn't have a problem with it, we should be good. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that. That's, that's definitely a constant concern. But um, uh, yeah, that seems like a perfect console for multiplayer uh platforming with like the yeah. simple control of the joy lots of lots of people have said that too like steam is like not the platform for platformers but switch is like literally it's like the platforming mecca if you will yeah well on the bright side well, the steam all... deck is cu- the steam deck is slowly rolling yeah. out to everyone so you guys will be able to uh is that the thing where it's like steam is like cosplaying as a switch yeah yeah kind <laughs> yes. of sort of <laughs> but 
But like no, a, okay. Gabe, a Gabe Newell size cosplayer. <laughs> 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 my brother uh got a switch and i'd have to say i think it's pretty cool uh, well he has a switch but i think you meant the steam deck he just got a steam deck too. or steam deck yeah sorry <laughs> hey, but they both apply both, both are cool yeah yeah so uh we, you know yeah we we got a lot of we got a lot of switch love on this podcast and uh in our nice. in our community the switch is 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 pretty popular so you definitely would get some love in there i mean we got we have a bunch of pc nerds in our group too so don't 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 worry don't feel like you guys are in the wrong spot so yeah question now early access now i am not uh overly um uh versed in early access so obviously it's a, a open-ended setup where you can make changes and adjustments to the games based on feedbacks but do you incorporate like steam achievements and things like that into that build or do you wait until the version 1.0 um the achievements might come during early access i'm not really uh we're not really like hard committing to what comes when but they would be towards the end of it we would wait till at least most of the game was done and maybe just a little bit of polish uh, was left or something uh, that, that would be, a, you know, I think the appropriate time for it because, you know, there's just like certain concerns about like, if you make an achievement for a certain thing and then you go back and you change an earlier part of the game, you could kind of mess up the logic for it. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that's not oh, yeah. that big of a deal, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know, is what it is. It, it just seems uh, easy, easiest to, sort of wrap my head around <laughs> for for lack of a better way to put it to just wait till the game's like just about done and then put those in so uh are you taking credit for who's going to be putting in the triggers and things like that for for the achievements and uh i mean that that would that would fall under my purview i think yeah oh, okay okay so i'm talking to the right guy then so <laughs> out of curiosity out of the three of you do you guys like are trophies and achievements and steam achievements things like that are those important to you at all or is that something that just you know, they, they pop up they're just like, i re- i enjoy them uh and so on steam i've got i think 20 perfect games that's not oh, a wow. lot but for a developer who doesn't like get to play games a whole lot like i i'm, I'm kind of proud of that number but um a, a lot of times it, it's sort of like a lot of a lot of games i just bounce off or or certain things i'll play the game and i'll just get to the end of it and be done um, especially like your, you know, your triple A, like cinematic thrill rides or whatever. I tend to just kind of play through the story of those and be done with them. Um, yeah. but certain, certain things, if, if the mechanics are really satisfying and I can, I can kind of, uh, really get into it. I'll, I'll, I, I might, uh, go hunt down all the achievements. I think the most recent one I did that for was that, um, Jedi Fallen Order, which is like a okay. Metroidvania. 3d action adventure game oh yes very nice very nice so when See, oh, i'm, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite i uh <laughs> i played half-life uh one like 13 times i played half-life two around that many times uh sorry i completely butted in there but go on no nah, you're good you're good, <laughs> you're good. Nah. no so i was gonna ask kind of like what like one thing I don't ask enough, and this is, I'm a, I'm a huge trophy and achievement fan. I, like uh, one of our kind of frequent co-hosts who kind of comes in for a few weeks at a time, 
Uh, he's the number one trophy hunter in Australia and one of the top achievement hunters in the world. Crikey. And so, <laughs> you what? He said crikey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like, and we've had, like, we've had uh, some of the other top 10 uh, trophy and achievement hunters in the world. We had the. We actually have somebody um, that holds the record for uh, longest time playing video games. He holds the Guinness World Record for it in our group. That's right. Yeah. We've had, uh, we've had. Wow. Um, yeah, we had Corey on. So he, uh, so we, you know, we've had a bunch of people on. And so in our community, we have some of those, you know, uh, top hunters in, in there. And so I always forget, even as a fan, to ask the devs, like, what is your logic behind it? Do you have influence? Or is it like, oh my gosh, I've been working on this forever. It's one of the final things I need to do. Let me put in some triggers and some checkpoints and that pop these, these stupid digital trophies for these people and just be done with it. <laughs> So my job is to put them in. I kind of want the other guys to come up with the reason for them, but you know, uh, I find like it, I would say like when it comes to a creative process, like if you're like say writing a book, what you want to do is you want to create a really good story. You want to create compelling characters or have a meaningful theme that's conveyed through your narrative. And when it's done, you think of the title. And I feel like achievements are probably the same idea. So, like, we want our gameplay to be robust. We want our hitboxes to be fresh. You know, we want someone to play it and we want it to pop and we want the people to be like, damn, I want to play it again. And when, once we've hit that point, what those achievements should be will probably seem far more apparent. Because if we were to say, you know, go ahead and make achievements now, but then we change and refine a few elements of the game, those achievements might lose their relevance. That makes a lot of sense. I think that that brings up something that I I had never considered the idea of achievements or anything with besides that before. But for a game like ours, I think they'd be, uh, you know, it would warrant something like a timer or something, which would probably be pretty easy to add. And um, uh, or you could. Sorry, uh, I'm just thinking out loud. No, no, you're good. Or, you know. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys are going for like a, uh, like a high skill player base or if you, you know, our project definitely, uh, tests your metal, if you will. Uh, okay. It, it has three levels of difficulty, but if you put it on the highest one, uh, you know, your grandma ain't going to play this game. Okay. See, that, that, so that's, that's really cool because there's, you don't get a lot of platformers that have that type of, um, mechanic to them they're a you're set right, they dude, get harder as you go talking. as you go through because sure i'm hearing a lot of other stuff oh sorry. say that again i'm so sorry um you're saying that uh, uh, that's they get they get harder as you go forward is that what you said right yeah so so a lot of platforms yeah. as the levels develop so i think that's a really really cool mechanic that you guys had added to the game uh to be able to pick out uh, what difficulty you want to play the game on, or if you want to just kind of cheese through the first run and then be like, okay, that was cool. Let's see how much more I can challenge. So I think it is going to give your game as a platformer a little bit more replayability. I think so too. And I would attribute it to uh, just the nature of Nick's design because we have this like item collection mechanic that lends into your capacity with projectiles. And that's a scalable metric. So in the easiest mode, you only have to get one resource, and you're able. I, I think it's one or two. It's like some low number, and then you're able to have a projectile, and your character is suddenly armed to the teeth. You're basically Rambo. You can just like blast your way through the levels, and it's great. But if you're playing on the highest difficulty, you got to get like 
probably like six or seven of them before you can do any kinds of uh, special attacks. And at that point, you're basically just small. Mar you're just a, a platforming character with one hit point, and it's very difficult. So, um, yeah, I, I would say uh, Nick's design is what lent to our ability to do that so easily. Okay. That's very interesting. And then uh, another thing that's, uh, as we're just as to say, it's going to be kind of important for our group. What is the average? Uh, well, I don't know if you guys have enough data to to kind of get this out, but what is the average time it would take to play through uh, all of the levels you guys currently have in the early access? The biggest uh, difference that I've seen between people who like ace it first try and people who like need tries is it was basically that you know there are some really good players who can kind of sail through the early levels and. They'd probably get through what we have now in an hour or maybe possibly a little more um, if they if they were able to maintain like you know really kind of blasting through the levels. Um, hey Eric, can I interject real quick? Yeah, sure. When you were looking at that, did you actually see which difficulty level they were playing it on? I, I'm talking about people playing um, at the show, and we only had the game available on. Sure. okay fair enough you know just for perspective's sake yeah yeah like yeah but, okay but there, but there were else. definitely you know there's definitely for a lot of people like they kind of need to churn on the first few levels a little bit because those levels are designed to kind of teach you sanity stuff okay and you know that that adds so so the time would vary pretty widely but i would say if you're really sailing through it by the time we're done the whole game probably be like a couple hours um and it's it's probably it's probably about an hour or a little more now. And, and like in terms of just numbers, like we have about, we have a little over half the level done that we're shooting for. Okay. Say Daryl, you can't play this game this year. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some uh, competitions going on between us and another podcaster. Um, mm. So just out of curiosity, if you don't mind just kind of running down the list of you guys, what would be some of your favorite games? I guess starting with you, Nate, what would be some of your favorite games? Um, Half Life One is a, a huge favorite of mine. Uh, that's part of the reason why we have a level editor uh, included with our game. That's like one of my favorite aspects of our game is that there's a level editor. Is because Half Life Two was so big because of uh, mods. So uh, I like that. I liked uh, Yoshi's. I pretty much like all the Mario games, but Yoshi's Island is the one that uh, on Super Nintendo is what brought me over from Sega Genesis to Super Nintendo. Uh, if anybody's old enough to remember that, but oh. uh, um, yeah, I'm those saying, are some I'm, big I'm 37, so I grew up with all that stuff. I, I had, oh, yeah. oh, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. yeah, so, Atari in the house. <laughs> Playing Pong, and we went NES, SNES. We did the whole nine. Uh, yeah, I feel like the last great, um, uh, the last great modern video game made was Alien Isolation. Oh no, uh, that was a scary <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> the game scared the shit out of me, and it, um, it was. It, it definitely was. I had, and it wasn't just that. I liked the AI in it, like. Uh, being able to like mess with people that were still alive and like draw the alien out to kill them and 
the game the game had some like pretty sadistic elements to it that uh that i thoroughly enjoyed but uh i'm gonna uh but yeah that's pretty much what i can uh go for and i play a lot of uh retro games i've got a uh flash cart for my old ds that i play a lot of super nintendo games on sweet all right jim what about you what are some of your favorite games yeah sure uh i would say like from the days of old uh the very original legend of zelda is a personal favorite i find like the way the mechanics work when you're in any room of a dungeon it's like a puzzle every time and you've got to like figure out the moving patterns of the enemies and you know just engage with them and it's very very engaging uh the original sonic the hedgehog i love that um geez uh final fantasy 7 that one that might just be like a nostalgia thing but that game has like a really deep dear place in my heart uh, as far as like modern games go i love fez that came out in like 2012 okay. as like an indie game uh and also hyper light drifter and then as far as like games that are a little more well known like like triple a stuff um let's see i love death stranding and uh super smash brothers ultimate i I have like about like seven or eight hundred hours in that game i play it like online just like 1v1 matches yeah Uh, the mechanics in that game are utterly robust they are as robust uh mechanics in a fighting game i've ever experienced it's not even really a fighting game it's like a platforming fighter that's kind of like sumo wrestling but anyway yeah that game it's great that's awesome dude that's awesome all right what about you eric uh yeah i for me the best part about uh gaming is the variety uh so i love to try everything from like you know triple a games down to indie games uh you know if if i gotta pick like favorites i got three favorite kind of genres or categories it's like roguelikes metroidvanias and uh immersive sims okay. um immersive sims are like deus ex type games and if i had to pick a very favorite game i'd say dishonored um, okay it's it's i don't think it's the game that does any one thing the best but i think it's the best like blend of uh systems the way everything interacts and and you know the way it accounts for the player sort of being able to do anything with the uh, cool set very cool very cool did you ever play prey oh yeah prey was also really really good uh i i i would say actually in some respects that that game like technically was better uh like dishonored 2 i love the, the story and the setting and everything but like the technical execution of it was awful it was it had so many bugs i kind of couldn't play it until like i got a new computer a couple years later gotcha. um but uh i i like the i like the the setting and aesthetic of dishonored so much that i i, I always mention that one like prey was was really well done i really like those very cool very cool all right so um just kind of rounding out with a couple other you know questions we have for you guys um unlimited time unlimited budget what is your dream game to make and you can't say the one that you're working on right now starting with you nick Oh, that's pretty, uh, that's tough. I'm going to give you the same episode, uh, 
Wait, does there have to be a game that has not been developed? Could I go back and uh, revise something? You got unlimited time and unlimited budget. You can do whatever you want with it. You can do a <laughs> I would like to, as much as I hate the concept of rebooting, uh, I would reboot Aliens Colonial Marines. There you go. That game was uh, a shit show. You know what? I want to I wanna stop there for a second. What is going on with all these alien games? With the, exception, <laughs> the, the exception of isolation. Okay. I, I, now, my audience knows. I didn't love isolation, but I'm a huge survival horror fan, and I don't like playing games that I can't defend myself. So it really wasn't until I got the flamethrower in that game that I, it really started to pick up for me. You, com- and you complained the about AI, that game the whole like, time. It did. I played it. I played it on easy, and uh, I had plenty of flamethrower fuel, so it was just like <laughs> get the fuck away from me. Yeah, but I still tried to sneak around when I could. Dude, that thing was so crazy. It always knew where you were at. It always. I had to drop it down to easy too because I was getting so frustrated because it's like you would, you couldn't fart in that spaceship. That that, that <laughs> I found if you that. hide under desks, if you were to hide under desks, the AI had trouble finding you as opposed to hiding in lockers or yeah other places but so i just recently beat <laughs> aliens fire team you know and like i don't know if you remember the alien versus predator uh beat em up game from like it was an arcade <laughs> i don't know <laughs> on yeah, my we birthday that. Yeah. we played that at barcade in philadelphia dude so that me that, me that nick so and good. his brother to me, that's the best Aliens game we've ever gotten. It's and very good. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's hard to argue that we sh- we should get better stuff than what we get with the Alien uh, franchise. I would just like to cite that at the very beginning of this interview, I mentioned one of the things that got me into this was the Capcom 2D pixel art from the arcades in the early 2000s. There you go. That's like, <laughs> there you go. like some overlap going on here, man. Yeah. It is it, it's, it's funny because like at, my brother and I were huge alien and predator fans, right? And it's like there was a certain <laughs> point in time where like Sega Genesis Alien 3, not not a terrible game. Not a bad game. Um uh, that I alien, liked it. the alien versus predator arcade game was really really good. AVP on the OG Xbox, again, not a bad game. The Aliens vs. Predator Requiem on the PSP, not a good game, but I still play it, even though it's not great. But it's like, between the movie franchises you know, and, and the games, it's like, we just can't, they can't be consistent. And I just beat Aliens Fireteam, and I'm like, what a boring game. <laughs> like, this is such a rich... It, it, it had nothing new going on for it. It was... No. And it's so frustrating because it could have been great. Like it was like some of the environments, especially towards the end of the game were awesome. It's like, Oh, once we get into the hive and once we get into like, but it It seems very, I don't think it was terrible, but I feel like it was kind of weak, but go on. I agree. And that's the problem. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It was just like, okay, this is yeah. And aliens is a great movie. Uh, It's like great movies deserve great, great video games. Sorry. No, uh, I just I, I want I just want like an aliens game to come out and it just be like I want to walk out I want to I want to walk away from that game the way I felt when I walked away from the second movie you know aliens like <laughs> dude Corporal Hicks rolling out freaking just blowing these things heads off like like it just <laughs> to me it, there should be like a World War Z style game 
that where like you go and you you go into these god dog almost like a starship trooper setup you know what i'm saying like you just go bug hunting like it's i don't know i don't know why we don't get you know, and again isolation for all of my gripes with with the you know the the alien itself the game the game was very well made and it did what it set out to do very well and it scare it had it several jump scares um but again, getting into the hive section was like my favorite part. Whenever you get into where there's face huggers crawling around and there's tons of aliens and there's just oh, yeah, know, and you could actually kill the face huggers. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was yeah, cool. It, aliens should lend itself so well to like blasting apart aliens because yeah. that's what they do in first the person dark spooky huh. areas. Yeah. We were we were kind of talking about this uh, actually we had dinner earlier and it, it was sort of like some games it's like it's it's trying to go for this tone this like serious tone about the the high stakes of like i don't know you and your your friends or something and then you spend every other scene like killing a full army's worth of people um yeah and it's just kind of like okay uh you know there's it's like, uh, well, you just killed 500 people, but thank God we're alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or like, like, like. I think the example was like The Last of Us Two. Was like, it's just this heavy, heavy plot about like, what does it mean to, what does it put this character through for them to to exact revenge on somebody? But she's got to kill her way through like 40 people to get to the person she's trying to get revenge on. So it's a little hard to to, to believe she's like really that torn up about whether or not she go through with it in the end. And uh. But you know, like you don't have that problem with with something like aliens, or you shouldn't anyway. Like it should, right. it, it already totally lends itself to like kicking ass, you know, uh, elbows uh, and assholes, people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Jim. Then uh, unlimited time, unlimited budget. What are you making? Oh man, so I don't actually have unlimited time and unlimited budget in reality, but our next project is going to be a vision that I've been creating, and I don't really know if i want to reveal too much about it actually but i would just say yeah i don't do we do we promote this right now eric do we do i give the elevator pitch of this or i don't think we i think there's too good a chance of it becoming like something different than what you said yeah yeah uh can i i'm sorry can i pass i'm so sorry i mean hey that's fine yeah in the time Hopefully in the future, uh, we could talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about you, Eric? Un- uh, unlimited time, unlimited budget. What are you making? Yeah, that would that would scare me. Um, because I I I feel like I would probably, you know, it, if something's unlimited, I mean, I guess the the limit is just me. Like, do I want to work on something for like the rest of my life, or do I got to rein it in? no matter what in order to get something done so i mean so the the thing would be really cool to make i i kind of feel like just something that's just super extensive uh kind of like maybe a mass effect or something hopping around planets only like um i would put a little more interactivity into uh like actually exploring things i'd probably like make players like learn languages as they go or something like that and and I love like things that are like investigative. So, you know, I love the Batman Arkham games, but I yeah. felt like the, the part they felt, f- they fell flattest on was like making you feel like the world's greatest detective. 
Like Batman's <laughs> the world's greatest detective. And in that game, like the you kind of just hold like the detect button and follow the trail yep. or whatever. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I I really like things that like, you know, maybe actually like give you some clues and and you got to put it together. So there would definitely be an aspect of that to it. But I like that a I, lot. Yeah, I can only talk in like vagaries because like I don't know what I'm designing until I start designing the kind. Of right. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I love the Arkham games, but uh, I love a good detective story. And actually watching the new Batman movie cool. and, and how they kind of leaned into the detective side of things. Also, so tangentially, they released Batman the Imposter, the comic book series. And that was just like a boots on the ground, like detective story. It just for me, I, I love that stuff, man. I would I, I just I wish we had more just straight up detective games. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there was a few cool elements to uh, the first Condemned game. It's like Condemned Criminal mm-hmm, Origins, mm-hmm. I think. It, that 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 was cool because you kind of had to like scan around using like your camera and your like black light or something. And it, I don't know it. It wasn't like super extensive, but it was it was cool. It was it was uh, immersive and stuff. Yes, I liked that a lot. It reminded me of the movie Resurrection with Christopher Lambert. Oh, did I? Um, detective movie somebody's cutting up people and trying to rebuild like this uh this body part amalgamation of the body of christ but that's what condemned remind me of in setting not so much in concept but just like going to these little crime scenes and it getting that very black and white tone going on and what's this movie called again there's a movie from like the early 2000s called resurrection with christopher lambert yeah it's it's Sounds like it's got seven vibes. Wait, is Christopher Lambert the Highlander guy? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can imagine the Highlander guy, you know, fresh off of all that, you know, eighties and nineties hype, um, you know, and then doing a, a detective seven style movie, yeah, it's totally, totally that. It's 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 cool. So uh, so so to, so to make anyone happy, if you haven't yet, um. The closest thing we've gotten to like a detective style Batman game, if Derek, I know Daryl, you can't stomach VR for very long, but if you play the Arkham VR game, it's only like two and a half hours worth of playtime yep. on it, but it does have the detective elements when you're trying to solve certain things um, where you actually have to look around in the environment as Batman and try to yeah. find the little bit of evidence you need. Uh- yeah, I'll have to try that one because I like I like uh, VR. My buddy, my buddy bought me a copy of it. F- if it's the same one for for like PlayStation VR. Yep, yep. yep. But I don't one. have. Yeah, I don't know if it needs the move controllers. I don't have those. I don't think so. I don't I think, think so. I think I, I, think I used. The, I think I used my my DualShock. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to give that a try because it's very uh, good and it's short, but it's a uh, it's very cool and it did it, it is exactly that. It's just the. Uh, it's just the um detective elements yep and uh mm-hmm. and it was cool because i i'm getting motion sick real easy but that one had like the zapping system so you didn't actually walk in vr you just kind of pointed clicked shot over to a section and then you looked at the crime scene from that perspective and you kind of re- rewound the footage that you develop as you're investigating it's, it's very good it's, it's very well done yeah that's cool so all right, guys, we're kind of getting cl- to the end of the time that we have with you. Is there anything that maybe we didn't bring up that you want to talk about? Anything that you, you know, kind of want to push or pimp out with your game? 
No, I mean, well, not I'll, just for myself. I'll say I'm I'm good, but I super like appreciate uh, you know the chance to come on and talk with you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, like like we said, you know, our games on Steam, and hope hopefully coming to other things. Uh, you know, when we're done, make when we're done wrapping up, actually making it. Yeah, I'd love to see it on Switch. Very cool. I selfishly, I would love to see it on PlayStation. You know, trophies and all that good stuff. But hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Well, if we can make can it on Switch, you can make it on anything. There you go. So, Zach, you got anything else? All right. So, you guys developed another game, correct? Uh, I mean, well, well, we've 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 each done a, a little bit of stuff with various other projects, but. Uh, nothing commercially. Okay, so what is Lost or Found? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's a game jam that actually Sean and I uh, put together in two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And yeah, Sean, Sean uh, again, is the one who couldn't be here. But basically, I sort of had the idea of, of how it would work, which is basically just you are, it's like a sort of a dystopic future. You are... Uh, just sitting at a computer and your neighbor is uh someone who's i guess uh like undocumented um they work you know manual labor jobs and stuff and they wind up in a situation where like they can't you know go to the police or anything uh they're they're like stuck somewhere someone has like sort of abducted them but they're they've reached out to you on like, you know, instant message. And I think it, because it was a game jam, we actually developed it with like a windows interface. So it looks like discord and it looks like, uh, you know, you have paint launched and, and something else. And they're just describing their surroundings and you're it's, it's a text game, but you know, it's given like a computer interface to look like you're sitting at a computer chatting with someone on discord and occasionally they speak in like broken english and there's a google translate window where you take like what they're saying and you got to translate it to like figure out what they're talking about and uh there's like a microsoft paint window where um you don't have to draw it it draws it for you but it's basically like you're drawing out the map as they describe their surroundings so you can help them try to find their way out of the place very cool Um, cool yeah, it's 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 a pretty quick game. Um and like I said it was it was a game jam so it was like uh you know the, the Philly dev community we went there and, and the theme of the game jam was words. Uh, which is what gave me the idea of like okay, like somebody's giving you words and you have to figure out how to help them just with that. And then even sometimes the words they're giving you you don't know, so you got to try to figure out what that uh you know, put it together and help them through the situation. Very, very very cool yeah uh, i'm surprised you found that <laughs> uh well when doing a little bit of research on your website you guys have only made two games second so <laughs> oh yeah okay i you know what i forgot i listed it on the website yep <laughs> yep you're right <laughs> well that's awesome that's awesome that sounds so i'm uh i'm big into these uh whales interactive games um interactive movies things like that and that sounds like something that uh, dark pictures that anthology style really stuff cool play. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so the, there's not very much like uh, graphical activity going on. It's mostly uh, text based. But yeah, uh, check it out if you want to. That that one's free uh, on 
on itch.io. Oh, cool. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for coming on. Um, type thanks three for having studios. Us. Yep. Uh, Thank you. You guys are listening. We'll put all the links to all of y'all stuff up uh, to your steam page, all that stuff in the bio for this episode. Um, if you're listening, guys, check it out on Steam, Super Marxist Twins. Um, shout out to Kalai for reaching out to making contact with you guys and having you on. So we definitely appreciate your time. We uh, wish you the best of luck with your game, man. And if, uh, you know, the next thing you guys got coming on, you just let us know and you can come on and and uh, and talk with us. That yeah. sounds awesome, man. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to do it. Yeah, thanks again. Absolutely. And uh, so- give, give, our be- give our best to Kalai. Uh, you know, sorry we couldn't, uh, you know, uh, be on this uh, episode together. Yeah, she'll she'll be she'll be a little bummed, but you know, with everything going on, it's totally understandable. So, yep. yeah, but yeah, like I said, definitely appreciate you guys. This has been the Loot Bros Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, check out the Steam page, check out all the all the show notes, all the different links we have. We appreciate you guys, and we're out of here. All right, everybody, we're going to end the show with a song that I wrote. This one is called the Jezebel Complex, a fun song that I got to use a little bit of wah pedal in. I don't get to do that very often. And this is just kind of one of my favorites as far as guitar riff goes and things like that. This is for my little side project, RPD resurrection, pending death. Um, and just kind of a little update. I will be putting those songs on Spotify very soon. So here you go. The Jezebel complex. <laughs>